If ever there were a time not to blindly defer or to even uncritically pass along the government narrative, it is when the smell of ordnance is in the air. In the name of national cohesion, it at least used to be said, politics ends at the water's edge. Journalism does not. To look at the coverage of the missile strikes was to be struck by the simplicity of the question— not a Gordian knot of geopolitics, regional politics, domestic politics, and the proliferation of terror, but the stark choice between good and evil. Is it that easy, though? Stephen Kinzer, senior fellow at the Watson Institute for International and Public Affairs at Brown University and a columnist at the Boston Globe, says the public is being sold dangerous reductivism by the government and the media. It's the perfect expression of the American view of the world, comes from our Calvinist roots. That teaches us, first of all, that there's good, that's us, and then there's evil, that's out there. We love the binary narrative. Then we know who to hate, everything becomes easy. Now, I don't mind that it becomes the political narrative. I don't like it, but I understand it. What I find distressing is that the press jumps onto this also. Without making a U.N. presentation, tell me why this tangle is actually not binary, but a, a Gordian knot. We have to look at the realistic alternatives. If Assad is gone from power in Syria, the most likely thing is that at least a large part of Syria is going to be run by ISIS or al-Qaeda. Now, is that better? Have we gotten somewhere? Is that positive? I would argue that Americans use the wrong standard when deciding about interventions like this. When situations are awful somewhere, we decide we have to intervene. But the real question should be, what will be accomplished by our intervention? Are we actually going to get anything positive out of it? That's a question that we don't hear asked very often. Indeed, from your point of view, the U.S. news coverage of the missile attack was not just a consensus of approval, but very nearly unanimous. Why? I think the evidence naturally is part of the reason, but that's not enough for the whole reason. The real reason is that this is what we were told by our government leaders. The press jumps onto this narrative, just as we've jumped onto the government's narrative about Iran and about Russia, and then actually intensified them. In many cases, we have leading American newspapers that are more warlike, more belligerent than even the Pentagon is. So rather than performing the role that the press is supposed to play, which is to ask questions and to look under the rug and to see if there's not an alternative explanation, the press is doing the opposite. It's embracing the narrative that's being handed out by power and repeating it unquestioning. All right. If you were the sultan of media, what questions would you be asking from the government and to do your duty to your audience? On Syria, the first question I would ask is, what do you see as a good solution choosing among realistic options? On Russia, I would ask, how would the United States react if Russia was behaving in our immediate neighborhood the way we are behaving in Russia's immediate neighborhood? All right. It's very easy, and we have seen it a lot for this kind of behavior to be dismissed as the corporate media just toadying up to the government as usual. It's a little more complex, isn't it? It's not true that the government can tell the press what to write, but it is true that the government sets the agenda of what to write about. 
if the president's not talking about something and it's not a subject in Congress, it's not important. So right now, we're hearing this narrative, everybody needs to focus on the evils in Syria and the horrific atrocities perpetrated by Assad. We jump onto that narrative and decide that's what we have to focus on. So much of our reporting about these crises, and Syria in particular, is coming from Washington. There aren't independent sources of news in much of Syria. So when you read a story about Syria, it's usually written by someone in Washington who has covered all of his bases. He's covered the State Department, the Defense Department. He called Capitol Hill. He called somebody in a think tank. And then he thinks he talks to everybody on every side. In fact, he's only gotten four versions of the same truth. On a more practical level, there's you know, also the issue of resources and expertise. You know, so few foreign bureaus, so few foreign correspondents, so many fewer reporters even among the head nodders.